0: Welcome to Freedom From Attachment, Living Fulfilled, Happy, and in Love with your host, author, entrepreneur, and behavioral relationship expert, Tracy Crossley. Before we start today's podcast, I wanted to share some comments from some of Tracy's clients that have worked with her in both group coaching situations and one-on-one coaching. And to reach out to Tracy for a discovery session, please email her at happiness at tracycrossley.com. That's happiness at tracycrossley.com. Enjoy the show. Thanks for listening.
1: My aunt had told me about Tracy's podcast deal with it over a year ago. I've been listening to it ever since. So after my last breakup, I said, that's it, and decided to take the leap of faith and do coaching with Tracy. Tracy helps you break through and question your feelings and emotions and get to the root cause of those. I'm thankful for all that I have realized about myself thanks to her. If you are noticing that you keep attracting the same type of relationships and you just can't figure out why, it's time to figure it out. Tracy will help you get there. Hey there, hi there, hello there. Welcome back to another episode of Freedom From Attachment. I don't know, that dramaticness sort of, I guess I needed to do that, right? Okay, so you're listening, either you're doing that or watching on YouTube, uh, we try to put the podcast over there as well for those of you that like to just watch me talk and do this. And I understand um, videos sometimes more interesting, depending on what you're doing, right? It's like if you're driving along, of course, you're going to be listening to the audio. And I'm going to come right back here to what I'm supposed to talk about today rather right? than going on that tangent. So, anyway, we're at episode, I believe, 691 or something like that. And this is the sadness of a healthy relationship. At least that's the working title. So where do you sadness and healthy come together, right? Okay, well, let me give you guys a little bit, a little bit of what I'm going to be talking about today. So I hear this all the time. I feel good in this relationship. It's the first time I'm not anxious. We have fun he or she listens to me, there seems to be this solid rock sort of foundation where I don't worry or even focus on the relationship. Yeah? hmm Right? Sounds good. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Especially if you're attached, right? Like, oh my God, wouldn't that be nice? Well, I also hear this too. Then I watch a movie, a romance sort of novel, whatever it is you're reading, right? That's making you think in let's say a more intensified state (laughs) or a friend tells me about the crazy chemistry she's having with her new date or will he, or won't he call or whatever that friend is going through. And you keep hearing you should have crazy fireworks. And yet it makes you kind of sad for the moment. You who's in a healthy relationship, like, Oh yeah. Hmm. You start grieving every attachment you had only remembering those intense times of physical attraction or some form of the fantasy that you kept alive. You may put on an old song that used to bring you to tears when you were in the throes of attachment with an old partner. You wonder how you lived believing that the crazy highs and fairy tale ideas of a relationship could ever have been true. You grieve that person who thought that a union meant this wild connection that was otherworldly because you also remember the pain that pain that is no longer present in your healthy relationship. Isn't it funny how we associate pain with pleasure as though they need to go together, but they don't at all. So what the hell am I talking about? Well, I was on a call a couple of weeks ago and one of the people within my inner circle brought up this healthy relationship she's in. When she had joined mastery, she was attached to a different person in a different relationship. And now in this relationship, wondered what to do with that gaping hole that was missing, that gaping hole being an illusion. So when you're operating from attachment, you're looking to fill a hole. When you start filling the hole with self-value, it seemingly disappears. And it disappears until you have new circumstances to where you commit because it feels good, consistent, and like progression. You're not working hard to prove yourself or spinning your wheels for a strategy to get the other person to commit. What you're doing is momentarily feeling a hole you thought needed to be filled by this perfect, intense fairy tale ending. And that is the opposite of reality. And it feels sad as you see the truth. The truth is you spun a good tale. You spun an idea that was still taking up space alongside your self-value. You get it because I've been there it doesn't make you question if your current relationship is bad. However, it can have you wondering if this is what it is supposed to feel like. Support, care, fun, partnership, companionship, not neediness, talking about things that can be a problem first, right? Like, oh, hey, I'm going to actually have a conversation that's real. Oh, whoa, wait, what? Because usually in an attached relationship, you got to plan that stuff out, right? You're strategizing. And not that you want to strategize, but that's what most of us do, Okay. Um, but you're not making the whole relationship a problem. There is easygoing feeling to the relationship. There's laughter, there's best friends, and there's attraction too. You can actually focus on other parts of your life, which was a big surprise to me, as opposed to just struggling with the attachment. Because all you do in an attachment is you're just focused on fixing the relationship or coming up with ways to get the person to do what you want and love you and never leave you. And so you have so few minutes pleasure in an attached relationship, but there's an intensity attached to it. There's almost the fairy tale like, oh my God, will I carry this moment over and somehow I'm going to end up having the relationship with this person that I always wanted. And so we kind of live in that dream until it comes crashing down. Usually when you get out of bed, right? Or they don't call or you run away or depending on, you know, if you're anxious or avoidant or both. And and so you don't really get a real relationship that's connection, that is supportive, that's about you feeling safe to go out and do whatever you're going to do. Because when you have that, you do feel safe to go out and do whatever you're going to do. And so a lot of us who end up in healthy relationships, we can question it, because here's the thing, in a healthy relationship, you can't hide. In a healthy relationship, now you don't have the distraction of the dysfunction of your relationship. And now you got to focus on you. Ew, hard. Sometimes it is because you can't blame the other person. They're just being them. They're not perfect. You're not perfect. But the relationship quote unquote issues aren't relationship issues. They're, can you not chew your food so loud? You know, those kind of (laughs) issues, right? Why does this matter? Well, if you want a healthy relationship, you have to be ready for the reality which is you will be smiling all the time, Mm -hmm, it's true, rather than suffering, anxious, miserable, with moments of extreme intensity, amazing sex, because you're out of your body, and so on. And when you aren't ready to give up the illusions, a healthy relationship can sound depressing. It can be like, oh my God, why? It can sound like something is wrong with it. It can sound like the last thing you want unless you're in the depths of attachment pain. Literally, as someone said, they needed to feel like they would eat dirt before they finally gave it up. And I understand that because I felt that way too. It was, oh, I cannot ever do this again. I will never fucking have a relationship like this again. No way in hell. And in looking back, there's nobody I look back to and go, oh, God, I wish, wish what? There was not going to be a fairy tale. And it wasn't going to be healthy. And I had to see my part before I could actually get there. And healthy relationship gives you freedom. We're not used to that. That's another reason why it can feel like, ugh, what's my job now? My job used to be to be attached, (laughs) you know? My job used to be to be anxious. My job used to be to try and fix this fucked up shit. And now I don't have to. Why else does this matter? Well, you realize healthy relationships are not built on an unhealthy object objectification, there's a long word, Tracy, objectification of a person or relationship. No, it's just not. You get that tension, quote unquote, is not love. You get that what you've experienced is evidence that you have a fantasy and lack of fulfillment. It comes from the lack of self-love and actively doing what fulfills you. How can you fulfill yourself when attached because you are somebody trying to fill that emptiness inside when a person who is not equipped to do that obviously isn't going to fill it. Right. You want a beautiful life. Yes, you do. And when you have a beautiful life, it comes from not living in those intense moments, that drama. And I know because I know that shit would just stir the pot for me. It was like, Oh, I can get all excited about whatever, literally whatever. Like I could get excited about somebody wanting something to do with me who, um, I didn't expect to do anything with me. Oh my goodness. It's like dog central at this house right now. Um, With dogs barking. So please ignore that in the background. If you can hear it, I don't know if you can. Uh, But anyways, uh, one last reason why this matters. It matters for so many reasons. You cannot have a life filled with the roller coaster of self-selected highs and lows and have emotional well-being. It just doesn't work together. It's impossible because your feelings are not in your control. That's why it's impossible. So examples of this craziness are you're moving in together and that crazy over-the-top excitement is missing. I mean, you wouldn't not do it, which is strange since you thought it would be intense thrill to be with your love, right? Like all of us who have been through attachment, we're thinking, Oh, that pinnacle moment of progression in a relationship, right? But in a healthy relationship, you don't have those sort of, let's say stepping stones. And so you find yourself w- you know, wistfully looking for that feeling. Where's that feeling? Where is it? And at the same time, There is no way you want to go back to the crap you were in in your life, but you still feel the pull toward that feeling because it's an old feeling. It comes from childhood. Okay, just so you know, this is not an adult thing. This is a childhood thing. There's still a feeling inside of you of wanting to get something fulfilled. Yet how hard that is, is the problem. Okay, because. You're looking outside of you for something to fulfill you as a child. You think that it has to come from outside of you when you have insecure attachment. And so we carry that to adulthood because it's, you know, totally unconscious, right? And so you still feel pulled towards it, though. And that is what makes you kind of like, is this the right relationship I'm in? But you really don't question the relationship because it makes you feel good seeing yourself in it and then experiencing the feelings of being in it without drama because drama can feel like, oh, what's going on here? This is boring, but it's not boring. It's not. It's what our expectations are around relationships that create that kind of a feeling. Okay, what's another example? Wondering what your partner needs to do so you feel that excitement. Oh, you know, maybe they go away for the weekend and you miss the shit out of them and then they're back and you feel like it was no big deal. Or they did not call, but little do you know, they lost their phone and were trying so hard to call you, right? Because in a healthy relationship, that's what would happen. They're not playing a game. But the moment that it seemed they were not interested, you, feel, you felt that old jolt of attachment, ugh, right? You felt for a second, oh my God, they're not calling now. And you started to feel that, oh, okay, right? Like that's an exciting turn on. It's not, okay? That's anxiety. Anxiety is associated with pain, <laughs> it's not associated with happiness. So the thing is, though, even if you felt it, let's say for a moment, like, oh, my God, they lost their phone, but you didn't know they lost their phone. And for a second, you're like, oh, my God, where do they go? And then you felt thankful that they were consistent. And it was just a freaky thing, because they would never try to worry you. They don't try to worry you. They're not also completely checked out and not thinking about, hey, how am I impacting this person when I Commit and then I don't show up for the commitment. Meaning, if I say I'm going to call or I say I'm going to do something and then I don't, right? Because that's also that push pull and attachment. But you don't have that in a healthy relationship. So anything that kind of looks like it, like I said, like they're away for the weekend and you're like, oh, I miss them, oh, I miss them, and you start to feel that little bit of attachment or what have you. And then they come back and you're like, oh, everything is just as it was before. And and so it's interesting because I've talked to different people. You know, in healthy relationships now. And it's just funny that, you know, the things that used to trigger you can start to trigger you, but they don't trigger you all the way anymore. They don't lead you out the door looking for something that's elusive like a fantasy. Last example is they propose and say, and you say you're happy, you're excited to marry them, but again, you're not swept away in a dream. You're grounded and available rather than it being intense drama that gets you excited. But again, that stupid feeling of wanting intensity could still be there. You don't have to leave the relationship if it's healthy, if you're going, oh, God, that intensity isn't there. Intensity equals unhealthy. It equals dysfunction. It equals not actually dealing with your feelings and you're avoiding something. That's what it does, unfortunately. So the lesson here and what you can do is start with what? Awareness, always first step. Hello, right? I say it on every podcast. Second step is to look at where you avoid yourself. I find if you're avoiding your feelings and totally caught up in your environment, you can feel you need some form of intensity. The more you love yourself, the more you feel good, you feel filled up. And this means one of the things that's really hard to do, okay? And I wanna be very clear. So what we do in healthy relationships when we've only had, Insecure attachment is we don't notice ourselves having resistance. We don't notice ourselves putting up a wall to the other person because it's not the same kind of wall you would have had, let's say, in your dysfunction, but there's still a wall there. Knock the fucker down. Okay. What I mean is when you connect to yourself and then you connect to your partner and you really aren't feeling it, right? You're like, oh, the last thing I want to do really is do that. I just want to sit here in my room and, you know, think about. That I might be missing something or, you know, and it's not necessarily, again, missing something to the degree you're going to leave the relationship, but missing something because it doesn't have that intensity. And it's really to become vulnerable and emotionally available so that you're not lying to yourself and you pinpoint it for what it is. Intensity is a call for help, and it shows that something is happening inside of you that feels crappy and empty, but you might be avoiding it. And that is a key. And that is where, again, if you step out and you go to your partner, your partner is now someone you're connecting to. I guarantee you that weird feeling you're having about the intensity is going to go away because it's self-induced. And now you're taking action with yourself to do something about it. So if you're struggling with this, I do have uh, advanced programs and I would absolutely recommend if you're struggling at all in a healthy relationship to please email happiness at tracycrossley.com and you don't have to go through this alone I have coaches that have been there I have you know coaches that are in healthy relationships that definitely didn't start out there when they started working with me and I have myself but really you have to look at what you avoid and when you're avoiding you look for intensity. That is another clue. When you want intensity, you're avoiding your own feelings because it's a way that you get to experience feelings, not your real feelings, just your reaction to stories in your head. That's what intensity is. It feeds off of it, right? You have a story in your head. Oh, maybe that fantasy will happen or maybe that one will happen or maybe that'll happen. Although most of us aren't calling it a fantasy. And so we get stuck in there. And when you shut down or even close off a bit, You can feel separate, but you don't know that when you're not checked into yourself and you want intensity because then it takes you out of your body. It takes you out of your situation, takes you to fantasy, and then you can just be there and avoid yourself. Do you see what I'm saying here? Right? And you also are shut down to your partner at the same time. And so you want to open up. Okay. Universal truth. You have the right to continue to crave intensity and perhaps have it fuck up your healthy relationship. Although I don't know a lot of people that do that or deal with your feelings, pay attention to yourself and give yourself the boundaries, the care and saying yes or no, only when you mean it that way you feel full rather than empty. Cause that's another thing you might look at. How am I depleting myself in what I'm doing in other parts of my life? Yes, because anytime you're depleting yourself, it makes you feel empty. So my friends, what we talked about today is being in a healthy relationship, but craving the bullshit, right? I have two podcasts: number two hundred, healthy relationships are boring; number two thirty-five, journey of attachment, fantasy feelings in unhealthy relationships, and there's so many more on my website. By the way, if you didn't know this, the podcast is there. And let's say you're looking for a specific topic, or you know you want to know something about—I don't know—I I, don't—I guess you could look up the title too. Is my point? Anyways, there is a search bar. And it will show you, I think, all of the podcasts going back to 100 and something. I don't know if all of them are numbered or not. And you can just find those on the internet. <laughs> like, I don't even know. I don't even know anymore because we've gone through this so many times on my my website. And because I'm almost at 700 episodes, it's a freaking lot. Um, I don't know if you know or not, but I have a free group. It's on Facebook. It's Overcoming Insecure Attachment. That's also the name of my book. And my book is on sale at Booksellers Everywhere, Overcoming Insecure Attachment. If you haven't gotten it yet, please look into getting it because I wrote it as a how-to. And if you do get it, please leave me a five-star review on Amazon. It helps with everything, including me getting my second book out there. Ah, anything else I want to share? Hmm, I think that's it. Anyways, you guys, y'all take care and I'll see you next time. Bye-bye.
0: Thank you for listening. If you have any questions about today's show, reach out to Tracy at info at If you're listening on iTunes, please leave a five-star rating so it can be heard by more people. And to find out more about her programs, workshops, coaching, and her new book entitled Overcoming Insecure Attachment, visit TracyCrossley.com.